right? Like scary stuff? Coming on to uh, Halloween, right? So... Great, I was at Liz Renfro's house. Watching the Texas... Dad appeared sliding glass door with a chainsaw and we like rose off the floor so scared that's probably the last scary movie I've ever seen matter not because tell us they're Dragons in the world. Dragons. But what I want to tell you about today is have you heard about the Hell House? About the Hell House? There, there, there's, there are these things, and they still exist. The most famous one is Texas. Scary, haunted house that you go through. And that every scene, there's a new terrible thing that happened. Right? Uh, but, but like a normal haunted house, because this is all an evangelist. And there's a gospel presentation. You don't go to hell. But all along the way, you're seeing, like, how do you go to hell? Oh, well, have an abortion. Okay. Or... You're addicted to substances. All of these things that you're not supposed to do, do. Effective, do you think? Air people out of hell? There are so many problems with this, right? One of them is, I don't really think that that's the way hell works, personally. I don't know. I haven't been there. Hope not to know. The real problem with this is philosophy. There are so many non-dramatic about they out James teaches eyes Nineteen ninety seven by Richard. Don't sweat. Frozen, and he was a lot less.
But I want us to pause here because James calls us out. Look, it's not the first. I don't want us to be erotic about this. But my opinion, every um, okay, so we all have this purpose, but Jesus says, okay, yeah, we all have a purpose, but what happens every day as you go through life? Because he's passage talking about patience, Humbling, steadfastness, and words. And he said, those things matter. Show us. First, patient brothers and sisters. You also. I don't know why this has happened, but Ronnie is nice. First, I had the, those ones about going. About the fruit of What is the deal with patience? Over and over, I'm going crazy. I don't know, maybe. Waiting for.
Establish our heart. Firm. Establish your heart for the coming. And I that got us to eat. The very first passage was Luke set his face where he was going. All, all the things that were going established. Not blown off course. Not succumbing. Establish your hearts. Maybe gird up your loins. And then, and then he tells that later that blessed perseverance. Despite difficult, long view of the waiting, Port Delia, while we go through there, mind as we encounter. Yeses and your no. These are your commitments. Vow of not flaky, faithful. What I think is true is grow in the our commitments. Grow. Find ourselves to some sort of covenant of talking to a charge you money. Now, obviously, you can do find myself. You are the perfect person. Yes. Tell that to everybody. <laughs> right. Not all the time, right? But, but when we are averse to we're like a free agent where we bend down. Pop in, sure, now and then. We're not committed to stay around the edges. So, so what Obviously, I'm God. I feel pretty good. 
So I don't know. Albert. God and the church. Our own vows, which I would. You can write your own vows, but you're also going to say the vows that have stood the test of time. That we had our own vows. Uh, laugh a little. That involves work. But but we did vow in baptism. I said these are things, and I hope God to what. I need to be. If I don't come, that I took vows. At that time, I'm committed. And I took vows to it. Vows all the time. Tracking. Bound to. How are those going? 
And that's when it stops. So I would try to say, like, you know, there's this category I call hand. I don't hold hands with hardly anyone. Right? Because it would be weird. Don't do the things that go with the thing. Yes, be yes. Covenants, public declarations, vows, intentions. Embrace them. One, or I love the church. Yeah, but I joined this one. At the door, those, all of this. small stuff. At least sometimes. But I also want you to sweat the big stuff too. And the reason I say that is because in this text there's this thing right in the middle that, that makes me think, okay, this is not just the little stuff. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. Okay, now, so that's a whole other level, Right? What do you think the steadfastness of Job is talking about? Just remember, Job lost everything. This isn't the small stuff anymore. This is life-altering reality. Devastating. And Job stands in this place then of, of the prophets. Like Isaiah and God told Isaiah, you're going to be my prophet. And you know what, Isaiah? Nobody's going to listen to you. Super awesome job, right? <clears throat> he called Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah is a prophet when Israel is, is attacked and overrun by the Assyrians and the Babylonians. And he's speaking a message that would have been considered traitorous by his people. Did anyone listen to him? Here's another one. You remember Hosea, right? God says to Hosea, you go chase your wife who has way more than... That's going to be gospel. Everyone to come is like... about.
famous forever. How felt compelled. character has to have they want that they're going for but ultimately the has to get not the same thing but there has to be a moment some wound that's healed some resurrection that happens gave up this thing got this thing. I just want to ask you, what's that? Your character. Practice. Not a game. Talking about practice. Remember what he had done or not done, but they were asking him about it in this practice interview. Talking about practice, yo. Why do we practice the game? There's some big moment you got to get ready for. These are connected. All of these little moments, what we're doing, eventually there's a big moment sometime. There's going to be something where this is going to be called on. in baseball or lawyers or right and someday you're going to be in charge of something you're going to have to make some decisions about life or people elder or deacon you'll have a big Decide to not get divorced. Decide national policy or intergalactic policy. on this problem? Okay, lastly, as we consider all that, surely we can say, I'm not batting a thousand on this. I've made some lousy decisions today. This year already. Mistakes have been made. But so great is why we gather is we don't just gather to just say, okay, we all stink. 
let's just lay it on the table week after week. Well, that is true, right? But the ultimate stuff is where I want to be at the last point here. The ultimate stuff is that that our Savior, Jesus Christ, has been patient in your place when you haven't been. All those times when you blew your cool, flipped your lid, stands in for you. And He's patient with your impatience. All the times when, when we didn't stand true to our word, we were not steadfast, we, we just crumbled under pressure, He didn't. He endured. He went steadfastly to the cross in your place to die for you, ungrumbling, willing. I mean, so many times we're like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'm happy to do it. It's going to be take my whole life. Give it to you. You know, the thing is, I've been here um, five and a half months. And i got to tell you something. I've told you I loved you many times. You're also frustrated. Some of you more than others. And maybe we can have personal conversations about that. I could list the ways you are. I'm frustrating. I totally understand, right? But but we all get on each other's nerves, do you think? Can you imagine... Week after week, Jesus... The Bible tells us that Jesus went to the synagogue every Saturday, right? On the Sabbath. Can you imagine what he thought of the sermons that were being preached to him? I just can't even imagine what was going on in his brain. I'm going to ask him this, you know. Uh, what was it like? You've got to listen to this baloney. But what about him? How patient he was with people that didn't understand. And, and one reason why I at least try to act patient with you or I do with my college students or with my church, because I remember what it's like somehow to be 10 with my college students, I remember what it was like to be 20. I was a dummy. Like, what would I have said to myself when I was doing all those things? I remember what it was like to be 30. I remember what it was like to be 40. Now I'm 51. I remember what it was like to be 50. I remember when I didn't understand a lick about Reformed Theology. I remember when I thought Calvinists were almost like Satanists. I remember when I thought infant baptism was for the birds. The worst thing you could do to your kids. I remember when I thought country music was boring. I remember when I thought 
Millie Vanilli was good. So that remembering, right, that we don't all know everything yet, slows me down, slows my role. And so as we're wrestling with all these things, the Bible itself, roles of women in the church, infant baptism, issues of sexuality that are going on in our, our culture right now, remember that Jesus himself doesn't just say, two plus two is four. Get it straight. The learning process. We have a Savior that loves us along the way when we don't. He's not walking with us. Rumbling. The good news is that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. That is in our text right here. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. Now, He is the judge, right? So He knows it all. But His compassion and mercy changed the whole equation because the judge got judged. Punished. Sentenced. So we can be set free in love and joy. That's the gospel for us today, isn't it? Amen, right? Hell house, eh. Not going to work. Being captivated by His love and mercy, His compassion never fails. It's new every morning. That is the ultimate thing. Big, small, ultimate. It's what our faith is. It's why our faith works. 